0: And in California, it works perfectly because, you know, we have sunshine pretty much year round, except for the past few days, but pretty <laughs> much year round, right? Um, and I think it's really cool because I think wine is often viewed as like a seasonal beverage. So in the summertime, you drink white and rosé, and in the wintertime, you drink red. But I think doing fun and playful things like chilling a red wine kind of breaks that down, right? And it's not every single wine that will do best chilled. I first of all believe that you can drink your wine however you want. If you like all your red wines chilled, go for it. If you like your white wines room temperature, go for it. Like there's no right or wrong in that way. But there's certain red wines, like honestly, the two that you mentioned earlier, Nebbiolo and Gamay, those light bodied red wines take really well to a chill because they're more similar in structure to like a white wine. So when you chill them down, it just makes them like super refreshing, really easy drinking. It's kind of just like a fun and different experience, so.
1: Hi, I'm Lisa, And I'm Tabari. The
2: husband and wife duo behind Ginger and
1: Carrot Productions. A creative agency telling Catherine stories about food and culture.
2: Food is life. It's history, culture, it's nourishment.
1: But most importantly, it's delicious. In this podcast, we're cutting it up with our friends in the industry you feel the same way.
2: So join us for the most epic conversation about food you're going to hear today. Okay, hola hola hola. Okay, really quick, I just want to let y'all know that Ginger and Care Productions is accepting photography and videography clients. So if you have an epic food story that you want to tell for your brand, your restaurants, your platform, then go to gingerandcarrot.com, fill out that intake form, and let's get started. Let's start the conversation. So I cannot wait to hear from you. All right, back to the episode. Hey, everybody. We're super excited to have Lexi Stevens on the podcast. Lexi is The song you never knew existed, but probably follow her, and just an amazing reminder that wine has come a long way. Like that's what's so exciting about this conversation. When I found Lexi on TikTok, I was like, "Wait a minute! Oh my God!" It was it was like she was breaking down a video of the good wine to get at Trader Joe's and I'm sure that's probably one of your most popular types of content but then when I went through her profile I was like holy crap level three she's mom." like okay <laughs> okay so we're we're like doing it different and I was like I knew we had to get her on the podcast so without further ado Lexi welcome to
0: Picture Authenticity Thank you so much. I'm so honored and excited to be here. Yay. Great. Great.
1: I think it's really exciting when people say I'm honored to be here. I just feel like, oh man, I'm I'm creating honor. Honorable.
0: <laughs> I mean, you guys, you guys are legit. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely honored. Thanks. Yay.
2: Yeah. Another comp. I'm gonna take all these compliments. <laughs> I'm
0: like, oh we're legit. <laughs> We'll just do a compliment hour for the next up, a no, nice no, hour. We'll just yeah. do a compliment. Let's,
3: I'm let's do down it.
2: for that. <laughs> it's so funny because I remember there was a time in my life where I wanted to be a song. And because I was like, how cute would it be to learn a shit ton about wine and represent for women for POCs. And really bring people into the wine world that should have been here all along. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and I got discouraged, you know, from the whiteness, from the male dominatedness of it all.
3: <laughs>
2: and mm-hmm. just the fact that they somehow managed to take the fun out of wine. I was like, how do you even do that? They, they pulled it off. And I moved on to other things. And you know, it led to where we are now, which I'm super grateful for. But it's definitely like I feel like the wine industry for me is the one that got away. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that, if had a couple of things turned out different, I would be like a song right now. Like I was super in that world. So I'm so curious to hear what was your experience like getting into. The world of wine, whether positive, negative, like I'm so curious what that was like for you.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, it's never too late, so you can learn about <laughs> wine and have fun. You don't have to, you know, do away with it forever. But like you said, everything happens for a reason. So I think you're probably where you're meant to be. Um, getting into the world of wine, and honestly, being in the world of wine is kind of exactly how you would imagine, how you kind of ex, um, explained it from your experience. Although it has changed a lot, but there's still so much work to do, right? It's still an industry that is white male dominated, which is hopefully something that like people like myself can help to change. Um, But yeah, I'll, I'll never forget as like a 23 year old getting into the industry and seeing these Things happening firsthand, you know, it's a shitty feeling to feel like you're never going to succeed at your job just because you're younger and because you're a woman. Um, And just having people be sort of demeaning and just assuming that they know more about wine than you do just because, you know, they're an older white man. So I've definitely dealt with that situation so many times, you know, when I was working in corporate, even just like comments on my outfit from a man, just like, you know stuff that needs to stop and i think hopefully now people are recognizing that and like i said hopefully there's more people like me who are trying to change that cuz that needs to go it's time
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know could... for no go ahead
0: sorry i was just going to say for me like i am the type of person that like if something pisses me off it's just like more Reason to be more passionate about something and more drive for me, right? So, I had all these instances when I was working in the industry, and I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. I'm going to do my own thing, and I'm going to hopefully pave a way for other people like me who don't feel welcomed in this industry. So, for Mm. me, every single time that happened, you know, it's obviously so upsetting, but once you get over that, you're like, okay, time to like actually change some things. So good motivation.
1: So I was gonna ask like how do you navigate <laughs> how you navigated those things and it seems like you made, made your own path but how did you navigate those things?
0: Yeah I mean it's tough obviously it wears on you you know. Um, I was working in the corporate wine world for about six years doing different things so I did started out doing marketing for like a very very corporate wine company and those were like my first experiences of um sort of seeing that like nobody's gonna do it for you right like people Mm -hmm. are gonna tell you that you can't do it and they're gonna make you feel really shitty and maybe you're gonna like drive home in traffic like crying Mm. some days um but then ultimately it's motivation right so I think you just have to like pick your battles in those situations, and then turn it around and use it for something good. So, I think that's kind of how I dealt with it. Just thinking, you know, one day I'm gonna do my own thing, and I'm not gonna deal with this anymore. And I'm gonna make sure that like other people don't have to deal with this anymore. Um, yeah, and kind of made my way through the industry doing different things. I I did sales for a little bit for a distributor. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know I would go into restaurants and stores and, and try to sell, sell wine to the buyers or the managers, um, and had a lot of, a lot of situations there that just didn't rub me the right way. So, um, started doing my own thing on the side. And like I said, all of those times where I felt really shitty and put down by other people, that was my motivation. So here we are (laughs) still, still fighting that, but, um, hopefully changing things for the better.
2: I absolutely think so, because that's what's so amazing about the, like, going in and kind of helping folks pick out a bottle of wine, which I feel like you're so good at doing that. You're so good at being like, but then when you have the credentials of being like, but don't get it fucked up. I'm not just out here drinking Trader Joe's wine. I'm just helping yeah, you yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Just helping, I'm just helping you out. You know what I mean? Like, over yeah. here is something else. And I just love that because it goes to show that wine is for everybody and there is a place for you to get wine regardless of what's accessible to you because I think it's so easy to think that to get into this world and feel like and doubt your own taste you know what I mean it's like as much as my palate has grown I'll still fuck up Chick-fil-a you know what I mean it's like there's that range and I feel like with wine they don't really allow you to have that range so I'm curious where did you get the idea to kind of make wine more accessible in that way and relate it to people with you know people who love Trader Joe's it's a cult I'm not gonna lie it's a cult it's like people are obsessed like same with Target people it's like yeah so where did that idea come from to really connect it. Tell me I'm wrong.
1: I don't want to set the bar, but I don't want to set the, the, the traitors. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, I love Trader Joe's. I don't buy wine there, to be honest. Um, but you know, there's, there's some good gems there. So, you know, I'm here for the people and I, I want to help people figure out how to buy one that they can actually relate to. So I guess kind of how I found my way is I, I tried quite a few different things in the industry. And actually during COVID I started teaching virtual wine tasting classes. I thought it would just be fun because of course, like in my family and my friend groups, I'm always the person that people come to to ask questions about wine. Mm -hmm. And as I was teaching those virtual classes, I found that like my favorite angle when it comes to wine and talking about wine is talking to just consumers about wine, people that don't know anything about it, but they want to know about it. Um, You know, I've done education for like restaurant staff and other people that do have a background or a wine knowledge and for me the most rewarding thing was just like you know helping my mom find a bottle of wine at Trader Joe's that she really enjoys and can go back to right I love that idea of like removing the stress from it and also like breaking down that barrier like you were kind of saying wine is not relatable and it's really scary when you're like oh I don't know if my palate's good or I don't know you know, I don't know Mm -hmm. how to taste wine for me. I don't like give a shit about that. Like all I want is for you to figure out why you like a wine, why you don't like a wine and then just enjoy it from there. So for me, the most rewarding part about wine and why I got into education is really just like helping people, you know, make it seem more relatable and helping people fit it into their everyday lives without it having to be this like Stressful, intimidating thing
3: mm.
1: yeah i I definitely support that and agree with that because that's where I started to gain more confidence, similar to like other s- stuff where you start to not worry as so much about getting everything right, you actually start to get gains, you know yeah, um, and we just try stuff out and Nisa, like if like you said, has a huge interest in wine, and we just we were dating and we would go out and we go on dates still, and we're just, let's try this one let's try this one out, and then I would I would try what she had, because I would just trust what she had, and I would try try that, and I was, we do this, and then over time, someone started to get like a little, get, get a pile together, you start to go for certain things, you know, like, I really love, we were talking just last night, yeah. <laughs> like, I really love a gamay, I love an Ibiolo. Um we cook a lot with vino verde, um, and what else is one of the things I like? There's a, um, there's a good verse, Durstamina, meter? What do you say? it?
3: A sweet mm-hmm. one. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: That's another one I really, really enjoy. I think just even trying those things out, I'm like, okay, well, even if I get it wrong, or even some of the notes, like you were saying, like, know what you like about it, know what you don't like about it. You know, I like, I like sweet, or I like dry, or I like tannic, or I don't like tannic. It's just like, okay, let me just try a couple of these things out and just build over time. And, yeah, I think something really about that because it does, it is really like it's red and steak and fish and white and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's,
0: it could be stressful.
1: Yeah, it's like, it should be enjoyable. Wine's supposed to be enjoyed. Well, totally. there's a
2: really funny story. And yeah. Tamari, I don't know if you're gonna be okay with me telling it, but back when we first go started it. dating, <laughs> now you go have ahead. to. Go, go ahead. It Thank was you. so funny. That'd be authentic. We, we had <laughs> just started dating, and it was honestly, it's my responsibility. It was my fault. Oh shit, this because story. Because <laughs> I made a lot of assumptions, nah, and Tamari, tell no, I'm please. telling the story. <laughs> The so story was like, he played it so cool. He played it so cool. But oh, we had first started dating and we, you know, food and cooking is a big part of our relationship and how I date, you know? And so we were getting stuff to cook and I wanted to get wine at the just at the grocery store. It was like at Publix back when we were living in Atlanta. And I was like, if you could just get a bottle, I was already like resenting having to go to the grocery store, but it was in the pandemic. And I was like, just get a bottle of Pinot. It's very hard to fuck that up. Just get a bottle of Pinot and we'll be on our way. And Tamar was like, okay, that cool, cool, cool. And like, he didn't like, he didn't hesitate. He wasn't like a Pinot, what's that? Like he, none of that. I had no indication. (laughs) that he was confused and so i'm outside it's like masks on season you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. Tamari goes in the grocery store and i have the dog i have ginger with me and so i had to wait outside then his phone dies or my phone dies or whatever somebody's phone dies so we can't even reach each other and i like don't know him you know what i mean so i'm just like (laughs) what is going on when I tell you he was in that grocery store for like 45 minutes. 45
1: minutes. <laughs> it was, no, no it, was it was an
2: alarming amount of time. We I was,
1: it was probably like 30 minutes. We I line.
2: was like, is <laughs> he I'll dead. Do like that? She said he, and it was back when people were price gouging toilet paper. <laughs> and <laughs> so I was like, the lines, you would go to Target, the line would go all the way back to the toys in the back. So I was like, is it the line? Like, why is it taking so long? And then I was, like, getting really antsy and worried. And I was, like, did he have a heart attack? Like, you know, like, (laughs) I just started, I was, like, what is, because it's, like, one thing. You're getting one thing, you know, and Publix is usually staffed really well. It's not like you went to Walmart. So, I was, like, this should be, like, a 15-minute thing tops, you know, and it's Pinot Noir. It's, like, they either have Cab, Pinot Noir, or a Nebulous Blend. You know, and so yeah. I was like, what is going on? Like, is he like, did he run into a friend? You know, Atlanta's a small city. It's so easy to run into your cousin over there and start catching up. And so I was like, what yeah. is going on? Like, did he just abandon the relationship? <laughs> it's so
3: I much want it it so out. I'm
2: out. I'm out. What <laughs> the first time that's happened to me? <laughs> you know, Atlanta's a spooky place like that. And so I was like, what is going on? And I told myself, I was like, he doesn't come out in five minutes <laughs> i'm going in with the dog i don't care like what is happening like imagine you drop off like a friend at the grocery store and she's supposed to get a bag of chips and come back out and it's been like an hour you'd be like what the <laughs> fuck like are you on the floor
1: I got more so
2: finally more he comes he out got an hour <laughs> <laughs> finally he comes out and then has to explain to me that he like literally couldn't find it and was spent all that time sifting through all of the wine on the shelf because he like didn't know but like he didn't know like what I had asked him to get so it was like what like first
1: I would love to explain myself
0: (laughs) yeah I I have I have two questions okay one is what did he end up coming out with and two is, Tavari, what was going through your mind when you're in the wine aisle at Publix? What was what was you, happening?
1: I can tell you that part. I don't remember what I ended up getting. I don't remember what we ended up getting. I energy. don't
2: remember what, I don't think you got the Pinot though.
1: Okay, because <laughs> yeah. I the, was, it. what I was experiencing was an overwhelming decision fatigue and paralysis. Because yep. first of all, it's like we were saying earlier, which red is which, and which year is this? And which and, and there's all these makers, and it's all these brands, and of course, of course, I'm drawn to the pretty labels, but then it's like, okay, is that the right one? And then it's like, okay, what the born labels is that good? Because it's a born label, should it be good? And then I'm just in there, and I, there's a couple pinos in there. What it's like? Which shelf? Which one? Which of these notes? Which which one? Which one is this? the the little selection says this? And so I remember looking at the pinos, and then. I think there was Pinos in there, unless there was like maybe one or two, and I just kind of like made my job a lot harder, my task a lot mm-hmm. harder. But i from looking at that, that section, I was I was in the Reds, but I was like, what? Because I, I, I <laughs> like if it was like beer or maybe alcohol, I had more knowledge um, for it, but for wine, I was like, I've gotten the put all a bottle of wine at Kroger sometimes <laughs> when I was alone. <laughs> but <laughs> but um yeah I don't even I didn't know where to start and I couldn't contact her. I think her phone had died. And like I'm thinking I'll tell you looking stuff up and the longer it, you, you you realize how long you've been standing there trying to figure this stuff out. He's like now you trying to make a decision in Rush and you're like okay should I make a decision now so it was kind of that on repeat. shout
0: out out to my therapist. (laughs) though. No, I mean, that's like, that's the crazy part, right? Because like, people probably experience that every time Mm -hmm. they're shopping for wine. It's really stressful. I think just because there's so much pressure put on it, like, Mm -hmm. you're supposed to know all these things about it. And it's so crazy, too, because I feel like when people talk to me about wine, they always preface it with like, I don't know anything. And I'm like, yes. that's great. I went to wine school. That's why I know things <laughs> like, why would <laughs> you know something? Like, it's not yeah. like you learn this in elementary school, you know? So. so it's just funny. Cause I feel like people are insecure about not knowing about it. And yeah. then that kind of puts a barrier to them, like really learning anything about it. Cause they're too scared. They don't to say that they don't know anything about mm-hmm. it or they're embarrassed that they don't know anything about it. And it's just so funny to me because I'm like, of course you don't know anything about it. You didn't go to A school. Like, yeah. why <laughs> would you know anything about it? So it's just kind of funny, but Tori, I'm sorry that you went through that experience. <laughs> I know it's just very overwhelming and stressful. So it seems like you've really come a long way though, because you're yeah. talking about Nebbiolo <laughs> and Cabernet. Schubert- yeah. demeanor So
1: like,
0: I think you're fine,
1: but- at? And then it was- <laughs> As early on in the relationship, so I feel like the stakes are so high. Yeah, yeah. That w- that's me? an
0: added pressure. That's <laughs> right. An added
1: pressure. If I come out of here with this wrong bottle, is this the end of a relationship? Like, so like, no. Like, obviously, no.
0: <laughs> it might have almost been, though, because she's still talking no.
1: about
0: it. <laughs> it was right. just like, for me,
2: it was just like, are you missing? You know what yeah, I yeah. mean? Because, Elena- Atlanta. Is a spooky city and weirder stranger things have happened. And so I think it was just like the for me, it was the pressure of the pandemic, not being able to reach you and not understanding what you were going through because I didn't know that you felt that lost about mm-hmm. it. Um because I, I was for the loss either. So I... <laughs> yeah. So it was like I was you were worried about what you were worried about, I was worried about what I was worried about, and it, and it just led to you having to come out as I actually don't know anything about wine, and I don't know why you sent me in there. And I should have stood out here with the dog and seen you in the store.
1: Basically, yeah. It <laughs> really taught me to just to speak, speak up.
3: up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad it's you guys so made it through. Oh, yeah.
2: It's interesting what you said about people's insecurities with wine, because that's absolutely true. Like back when I was working in the restaurant industry in Atlanta, people would always, two things they would do, like clockwork, like unless you were serving another Psalm or another person who gets wine, this is what they would always say. I don't really know. Like, I kind of like this, but I don't know. Or they would say, They would, you would get the bottle and they wouldn't, you would pour it and to the person who ordered the taste. And they would make fun of themselves for having to taste the wine, or the table would make fun of them. So they'd be like, Look at Zach, look like you're about to taste the wine. I was like, You literally (laughs) have to do this. Like, if the bottle is corked, all of y'all are gonna look at me sideways. So just taste the wine and get over yourself, damn it. Like, but it was always like,
0: and I was like why are y'all like this just Mm -hmm. let me know if it's fine (laughs) like it's every time every time I think because for one like you said it's the insecurity of feeling like you don't know anything about it right and secondly like it is kind of a funny thing like I do kind of make fun of myself sometimes when I'm smelling a wine and I'm like, I'm paper And I'm like, where did I even come up with that? Like, so it is, <laughs> it can be a funny thing, but I think that stems a lot from people's insecurity. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. I think it's part of the fun is like, hmm, what, what, what is that? It's, and it's like, and the olfactory senses, I think it's such a it really brings up a lot of like nostalgia and it's really connected right to our memory. You know, it's like, you can walk in, like I can smell right now my grandmother's house. Nowhere else smells like that. Like yeah, nowhere else on the, I've been in the entire world. Um, I can, I can immediately smell it. And it's, or if you smell like bridge, your mom used to make or something like that. You know what I mean? You just like brought back to this place. It can like stop you in your tracks. And I think when we're like, and there's all, all all the senses that are being activated because you're touching it, you're smelling it, you're looking at it, you know what I mean? You're tasting it. Like all these things that come up when you're like involved, t- tasting the wine, it puts you in the present right, right now. And you're creating and you, while look pulling back from certain memories and food is very much like that too, but food is more like, it also is like sustenance. Like wine is like yeah. for, the, for the play. It's like, I'm just curious mm-hmm. and it's like, to be, I didn't realize I felt this way about it. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> it is such a playful thing because it's, well, depending on who you ask, it's not needed.
2: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> like, you you don't need it to survive. Again, depending on who you ask.
3: <laughs> but <laughs>
1: um, but I, I, I am curious, what is, when you're tasting wines and you're jet setting and you're, trying stuff out different places that come to the list what's the like best part of your day
0: oh my gosh that is hard to pinpoint I feel like um I mean I think the thing that I love most about wine is probably a few different things right it's a conversation starter it brings people together in that way um you know you can sit around the table with a bottle of wine and talk about Tavari, the way that you were just putting it, how nostalgic mm. it is and how it brings you back to a specific memory. I think that's so cool. Mm. And it gets you to share like personal stories with people too. So it's a, it's a connection in that way, which I think is amazing. Um, I also love that it is tied in with travel so much. I have always loved travel. So wine kind of just like fit right in with that. And I love traveling through the lens of wine, right? Because Wine is history and it's art and it's science. And so traveling, you know, with wine brings you to so many unique places that you maybe otherwise wouldn't have thought of going or you view a place differently because of that. Um, and also like wine is people, right? There yeah. there are people behind every wine. So for me, finding out those stories and learning about the people behind the wine whether it's like the history of the culture there or the actual person that made the wine, that's just like, so cool to me. And I can just like yeah. absolutely nerd out on that. Um, so yeah, those are like some of my favorite things. And of course, like every experience is going to be different depending on where I am in the world, but those are some of the things I like look for and wine that, that keeps me going.
2: I have a question and it's a little random, but it ties back to like the region and the sort of like what different cultures do. But I noticed that when we moved out West, people love to chill a red. What is that about? I literally <laughs> never even seen
0: that until I came the what
1: is about? to LA. No. Yes.
0: What's up with that? That's the question. What is up with that? <laughs> That is a hot topic right now. Yes, like probably, like I literally just hosted a tasting a couple months ago, for chi- or actually it was last month for chillable reds because people are constantly asking me about it. So I do think that's kind of like a hot, new trendy thing here, right? And in California, it works perfectly because, you know, we have sunshine pretty much year round, except for the past few days, but pretty <laughs> much year round, right? Um, and I think it's really cool because I think, Wine is often viewed as like a seasonal beverage. So in the summertime you drink white and rose, and in the wintertime you drink red. But I think doing fun and playful things like chilling a red wine kind of breaks that down, right? And it's not every single wine that will do best chilled. I first of all believe that you can drink your wine however you want. If you like all your red wines chilled, go for it. If you like your white wine's room temperature, go for it. Like there's no right or wrong in that way. But there's certain red wines like Honestly, the two that you mentioned earlier, Nebbiolo and Gamay, those light-bodied red wines take really well to a chill because they're more similar in structure to like a white wine. So when you chill them down, it just makes them like super refreshing, really easy drinking. It's kind of just like a fun and different experience. So it's funny that you bring that up because that's been one of like my (laughs) top requests lately is like, what are the best chillable reds? Um, and, you know, there's wine trends all the time that come and go. And I know that chillable reds are hot right now, but I, I do really appreciate it. And I think it's also good for, you know, a lot of people don't like red wines. They just mm-hmm. like whites. And so when they're trying to get into red wine, if they're interested in that, the chillable red is a great way to go. Um, mm-hmm. like I said, it's a little bit more similar to a white wine with the mm-hmm. acidity and, and body. Um, so I'm I'm all here for anything that makes it like, more fun or, or more appealing to anyone, so I'm into the chillable reds. I love
2: that is so interesting. I guess that's such yeah. a good point with the
0: seasonality too. Yeah, Yeah, I'm but you cleaner. guys should try it if you haven't. Next time you get a gamay, chill it. And see what you gonna,
1: think. Yeah, I definitely will because that's one of those things where you always where you don't realize you're waiting for. Oh, permission is the wrong word, but maybe some direction well in certain us or anything because trends are trends. Sometimes it trends for like a really good reasons. like, oh, if everybody's going to see the bar movie, maybe it's, a good, maybe it's a good movie, you know, <laughs> or everyone's chilling wine. Maybe it's the reason for that. And I'm sure there's people who just do stuff without thinking about it. Because um, so right now too, is also like a big orange wine wave too. And I'm sure it's people who just jump on the market and just do stuff and push stuff out versus people who, stuff intentional you know what i mean but those people always yeah. gonna be there you're gonna find things that are intentional you're gonna find people who are just jumping on it sounds so bad and wagon so let's exciting to know to hear from an expert because you are an expert <laughs> thank <laughs> oh, you
0: <laughs> <laughs> no it's funny you bring up orange wines because they are really trendy right now especially i think in big cities like new york and la like loves an orange wine and it's funny because I think people think it's something new, but it's actually like one of the first ways that wine was ever made thousands of years ago. Yeah. So it's just kind mm. of cool to see it like coming back. Um, You know, things kind of cycle like that. I don't know if White Zinfandel will ever come back, but it's just kind of <laughs> funny to see it come back and, and be cool, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's think so about,
1: funny. you think about ciders. The ciders and beets are kind of, maybe not the wave right now, but I see them more often. And then uh, when we go to Hop City in Atlanta, we need to find another brewery like that out here. Another like, place where they get beer like that out here. But there were meads in there and there were like, places they get more ciders. And shout out to Benny Boy as well. Benny Boy Brewing, they have amazing cidery as well. And so it's interesting, like you said, those original fermentation beverages are kind of coming. We're kind of rediscovering those things and. They can hold distilleries and uh, breweries around it. It's really exciting. Um, it is.
2: It is. I I don't think Atlanta's on that orange wine wave though, because like
1: yeah.
2: I, <laughs> it was. It was like I remember R.I.P. Um, what was that restaurant we went to on Ponce? Why am I blanking on their name? It was like the same owners of Octopus Bar, and it was like Washburn? right. Not Watchman's. Sorry. Not Watchman's. Washburn. Not Watchman's, No oh my god I don't know why I'm blinking but they were like right on ponds super small um like niche little place and they had orange they had a lot of orange wine and I just remember it was such a risk it was such a stretch for them to have that and it was like really the only place in the city that had that many options and almost every time they kind of had to explain to the guests like what the orange wines were and why you would want to order an orange wine compared to like a white or a red or a rose. And I got really excited because I was like, ooh, like you don't get to try this. We moved out here. It was just like, you would have thought it was ice. Yeah. <laughs> <Like> people <laughs> expect it. I was like, oh, okay. Cool. I thought I was ahead of something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you were there.
0: You still are there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's funny how the trends move through like that, and how they're so regionally different too, right? Like in the Midwest, my friends that are from there tell me that sweet wine is really big there.
3: Whereas here,
0: when people order wine, they're like, nothing sweet. Like, I want a dry red wine. That's like their biggest fear is that it's going to be sweet. So it's just kind of yeah. funny how how that happens.
1: Yeah, I think people on the West Coast, or at least I'll speak for California right now, people I've seen over here think they're really stuff like that is health conscious or really like overly health conscious because it's like sugar or sweet wine or sweet food or butter in the food or gluten and it's not to say that there are people who aren't affected by those things because obviously there are you know, people have yeah. disease and all the other stuff that goes on people just don't like stuff, sweet stuff but I think that there is also this pleasantness about it where certain things like aren't was, and it's not really sold here. Like so you want have to like ask if the food is gluten-free or not when you go somewhere. You know? Right. Like, <laughs> and, totally. Um, it's just like, damn, because we come from Soul Foodville, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
2: like that episode in boondocks where where they opened the soul food restaurant and all the customers became obese and addicted Mm. to the food and they kept coming back and they were Mm. like really like the restaurant was a huge success and he was but people started to get heart attacks in the restaurant and he was like granddad you're killing our community it was like such an exaggeration of like
3: black right.
2: food or whatever and I was like oh my god I feel like that's Atlanta <laughs> like, like it, it doesn't even matter where you go like if you go like a fine dining restaurant it you can taste the richness you can taste the history biscuit. in
1: it yeah I have a biscuit. I'll have a shrimp grits even if it's like oh here's Plated some here's here's some here's some puree potato and here's some avocado foam and but it's like shrimp and grits, you know what I mean? It's awesome. right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially on the west side too, right? You guys are like right in the heart of health food mania. Yeah. Have you guys found any good like southern inspired or southern style restaurants in LA?
2: I've heard rumors of them <laughs> being here but i haven't had a chance to explore as much but i haven't really found anything that feel that i feel like is really like oh wow this is something i would get in atlanta and you know atlanta does have a lot of like local ingredient restaurants but they punch you with flavor like they don't mess around when it comes to flavor and you really have to fight for yourself, if you're avoiding a certain ingredient, like you really, if you're vegan or if you're gluten free or something, even if you really aren't allergic, it's a fight. Like, I, I have a couple of friends who are dairy intolerant, and it's not a good look when they have a little bit of butter, and it's a problem yeah. dining out in Atlanta. I was like, you should move to LA because you wouldn't even have to ask. You. Out here, it's like, of course there's a lot of like a lot of veggies a lot of like fresh seafood don't know why I'm surprised by that um and it's just I don't know you can just tell that they're using a lot less salt a lot less butter and a lot less like it's just not a given, like, there's so many restaurants that just show up with bread on the table, like, before you've even, like, just, like, you get water, it's, like, oh, here's some bread already, and, like, I'm, like, I just got here, and they're already giving me bread, you know what I mean, and Mm -hmm. I never even thought of that, I always thought that was kind of low-key cap, though, because I was, like, so you don't want me to order (laughs) food on the restaurant, like, you don't like to make money, but it does keep people happy and not hangry, but I just, I remember being, like, I had I had my third eye open on the the bread thing, <laughs> but I come here and it's like, I like li- I feel like I'm on a diet. Like, yeah,
0: where's where's the free bread?
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, Tamar and I were joking. I was like, where are the wings? Like, literally. I don't know. <laughs> where are the wings? Like, there's literally, I drove past a Chick Fil A and there wasn't a line wrapped around the block, like, yes. if there was a Chick-fil-A in a, anywhere in the south, it was causing traffic, like, you'd be like, damn, like, it's two in the afternoon, and you're, like, it's a Chick-fil-A right around the corner, I should have known, <laughs> you know, here, it's like, oh, it's just like any other fast <laughs> food dress drop. like, it's not, like, Backed up like the Obamas are in town. Like, and it's so interesting to see that shift moving to LA. But I do enjoy the food here and I enjoy the options that we have for wine. And it is nice to have so many options, especially like super walkable to us, which was like one of the main reasons why we came here. So, but we're still exploring, still many things to find
1: out. There's a restaurant. I wouldn't say it's Southern, specifically, because I think it's actually uh, Mediterranean cuisine, but Barsha over in Anissa. Yeah. yeah, and because they, they started off in Manhattan Beach, they have a wine shop over there, uh, Barsha Wine, I think it is called. They've been around for 10 years, and we did a, a feature with them for our Juneteenth uh, celebration. We went over there. Um, the restaurant, and I can't wait to go back. They have a lot of music over there. It was delicious. Chef Lenore, amazing spirit, amazing person, just calming presence, motivated, just the food was delicious. They had a, they made for us a um, fried chicken biscuit, like with their homemade hot sauce. And that was really amazing. That was really amazing. Yeah. The biscuit was really fluffy and light. Oh, it was so good. I can't wait to go back (laughs) for real this time. They have Uh, a
0: great wine selection. I've only been to the location in Manhattan Beach, mm -hmm. but. I remember being really impressed with their wine selection, and they also have a, a wine club that um, I had some friends join, and they really enjoyed it. So
1: I'm
2: so place. ready to I'm ready to join a wine club. I'm I really, really am. Am. Yeah.
1: join a wine club too because it was um, I think recently we had a couple like a couple bottles of some stuff, and we finally able to do like a like a kind of the comparison taste by taste. Like I, I went I saw one that was I forget the name of the the brand. It's a local brand local not brand a local um maker and was it woodland no it was sort of oh I think it was on something it's also o not Oracle or Onwind or something like that and it was
2: Onward is it
1: onward 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 yeah yeah and they had two of the same ones but it was I feel, it was like a, a it was a white and a red and they were very similar and but i was able to tell the difference i was like oh this is what this is this is what this means over here it's kind of like last night i went to the dispensary and i finally was talking about the smells and i smell stuff and I, I know it's like it smells this or it smells like this but i don't know what that means so I was right. like, I'm, i don't care about it. i i don't want to need the this is growth to talk about time. from now from that time at the uh Publix, <laughs> time, to this time, asking for help when I needed it and just not being scared to like know the wrong say the wrong thing I said so I can smell the difference here but what does that tell me and then they told me it's like okay hey, well this the kind of the more pungent smells it's more towards the indigas the more sports towards the sleepy the more uh lemony um kind of citrusy stuff the kind of pine stuff this is more for the sleep and I was like I kind of knew that but I didn't really know that if you asked me that so I was like Oh, and that when you put them side by side, you can actually tell the difference and you have to just like ask questions and don't be scared to wrong. It. like, hmm, I think it's this. Okay, I'll just drink it in. But it's like again that memory and playful side of it. It's like just try it out. Ask for questions. Put your nose in yeah. the bottle.
2: <laughs> and yeah, know, that's so how you learn. Experts love to share. It's like imagine going through all that training. Yeah. right and people are too scared to ask that's yeah. why I'm like you're supposed to know you're the yeah. expert so i'm just like <laughs> put me on so i get excited yeah. when i go someplace and they actually do have a song i mm-hmm. get excited when even the server just knows a lot and just has that knowledge and i'm ready i'm like tell me the stuff because i know you've been waiting on this moment yeah. i've been waiting on this moment <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's such a good point. Like, why else would I have gone to school to learn about this and become an educator, other than the fact that I want to talk about it with you and like help you learn it. So that's, that's a really, really good point that more people need to listen to. see, are there any...
1: Oh, okay. I I
2: feel like you're about to say the same thing. I'm going to say, what were you going to say? No, I'll
1: I'll, I'll (laughs) let you go first. I'll ask my question after this.
2: I was going to say, what are, I know it's like, there's no wrong way to enjoy wine. But are there any wine faux pas that you're like,
0: y'all need to cut this out?
3: Okay. Okay.
0: So I want to, I want to keep it like approachable, right? Like I don't want people to feel like they're doing something wrong. But, like, things that I would personally not do, mm. we'll frame it like that.
1: Now tell like um, it is. Make, make them upset.
0: Yeah. <laughs> i it
2: real. You guys are wrong.
0: <laughs> so I would say, like, the first one that comes to mind is ice and wine. So uh. that one really grinds my gears. And it's mostly because, like, I understand you want to enjoy your wine cold. But when you're putting ice cubes into the wine, you're diluting it you're watering it down. You're not like somebody spent so much time making that wine yeah. and now you're adding water to it. Like I just, that one gets me. And there are other ways to keep your wine cold. If you like it super cold, you can freeze some grapes, put some frozen grapes into your wine. You can get like those temperature controlled sort of thermos like glasses. Um, but the ice in the wine really gets me. Um we heard it here first, people. Yeah. <laughs> she said it. That's like my number one. I don't, like a lot of wine experts don't like, um, like stemless wine glasses. I don't have a problem with them. I mean, the whole point of a glass having a stem is so that you don't warm up the wine with your hands, right? But like stemless glasses are kind of fun sometimes, you know, it depends on the situation. That one doesn't bother me. Um, Let's see what else. I feel like boxed wine and canned wine used to get a bad rap, but like Mm. there are so many cool companies now that are making quality boxed wine and canned wines um, and making it like more sustainably, which is really cool. Um, So yeah, I guess my only one is the ice and the wine, unless you can think of any others and I'll let you know if I approve or don't approve. But that's like my, that's my first thing that comes to mind
2: something that I recently learned about was the existence of a co-ferment and I was like y'all just do whatever y'all want now (laughs) (laughs) so my understanding and I'll definitely let Lexi answer the question (laughs) but it's sort of when they actually put in white wine grapes with red wine grapes and ferment them together Um, which blew up my understanding of how white wine and red wine was made as well, because I was like, I thought we were talking about the skins, but we're also talking about the skins and the grapes. So Lexi, take it away.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
0: what is this happening? (laughs) You're exactly right. That's exactly what it is. It's red wine, grapes and white wine, grapes fermented together. Um, the result is typically something that's more like fruit punchy. In style, it's like, again, like a chill bowl red. It's really easy drinking. It's usually like natural winemakers that are experimenting with this. So it tends to be something just like really juicy, really light, really nice to enjoy. Um, so I, I'm down for the co ferment. I think that there's some fun ones out there. It's fun to try and it's something different. Um, but yeah, you're exactly right. I don't even have to explain it in, any further. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was like, y'all just going rogue. Y'all making sangria now. <laughs> They're going rogue. They're going rogue. It's like I felt like wine was like slapped onto my wrist, and now it's like, you know, it's really, especially when you find those smaller producers, like they really get to play, and which is cool. That's really, really cool. I think that's that's why I want to join a wine club too. Is like. I want to try smaller producers that you otherwise would not have gotten access to or wouldn't have gotten a chance to
0: try. Totally. And that's like something I absolutely nerd out about too. Like if you've ever joined any of my tastings or anything or even been on my website, I always talk about small production wine um, Mm -hmm. and small wineries. I think it's really important not only to support them, but also because you get to try different things that you otherwise wouldn't have. Um, and more often than not, a lot more care goes into these wines, right? So they're not using like crazy additives. Um, you know, they're not adding anything to the wine. They're usually sourcing from like organically farmed or biodynamically farmed vineyards, which is also really important. Um, so yeah, the small producers, when you can support them and if you have access to them, I realize, you know, depending on where you live and your price point, you might not always have access to that, but if you can, it's totally worth it.
1: Earlier, you were talking about the wine, the ice in the wine, and what I thought about immediately was those reusable cubes. You know, it's like the little, like, packs you can just freeze them and then reuse them, put them in there because it's like just Because I was wondering what it was. It's like, well, you shouldn't be adding anything to the wine. It's like, you shouldn't be adding water to the wine. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, the but cubes are different. fine. Yeah. The, the reusable ones, totally fine.
1: Um, what's not I asked earlier, are there any trends... Either now or in the past that you are a big fan of, or even if you had a wine, if maybe before you knew as much you knew about wine, was there a trend that you remember being like, "I can't believe people do this"? But what's the most memorable trend, I guess, in your career you've
0: seen? Um, within my career, I mean, I guess we kind of already touched on this, but like the orange wine and the Mm chillable wine. Um, something that's kind of funny is natural wine. So like. I'm all for it, but I think there's like a lot of confusion when it comes to natural wine, Mm. Um, especially in LA because, you know, every single new restaurant or wine bar that opens is usually like all natural wines, right? Because it's the cool thing. But I think there's a lot of misunderstandings, right? From from within the wine world too, I think a lot of wine professionals kind of look down on natural wine because they think it's not going to taste like the traditional, you know, Standard Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, what have you. Um, So there's like a big divide in the wine world um, as far as like natural wine and conventional wine. I'm all for it though. I think natural wine is great. I love, again, that it's sourcing from like sustainable vineyards Mm -hmm. um, and not using additives. Um, But I think it can be confusing for people because it kind of demonizes like more conventional wine. But again, if you're like shopping small and supporting smaller wineries, you're not dealing with all the additives that you deal with in like a two buck chuck right yeah so I think that trends a little murky um I'm all for it and I love that it gets people to drink wine and try wine when they maybe otherwise wouldn't have but yeah I do think there's like a little bit of a a problem with like having it be on different sides right some people some people hate it some people love it And I wish we could just all love it all.
1: (laughs) So for people who don't know, asking for a friend, what is the difference between a natural wine and a traditional wine?
0: Mm. So that is a loaded question because there's actually no legal definition, right? So there's all these like legal terms in wine, regional terms in wine. Um, But when it comes to natural wine, it's kind of a little bit subjective. So, the general understanding is that the grapes would be sourced from at least organic, if not biodynamic vineyards, which is great. And then some winemakers believe that you should not use any added sulfites at all, whereas other natural winemakers do use a bit of sulfites for the preservation of the wine. So there's a little bit of a divide. and with that, a little bit of a debate there. Um, another thing is the fermentation. So, with fermentation, sometimes wineries, probably more often than not, will add yeast to start the fermentation, uh, like commercial yeast that they purchase. Um, with natural wine, it they let it start naturally. Um, so yeast is present everywhere in the cellar, right? It's on the skin of the grapes. It's in the tanks. It's, it's kind of everywhere. So if you let it go long enough, it'll start fermenting naturally on its own. Um, and then another thing is the additive. So I'm not a big proponent of additives, no matter what. So Mm -hmm. some of the like mass produced wines, like I'm talking about the stuff that you see literally everywhere. Um, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That you see literally everywhere. And that tastes the same every single year. Those have a lot of manipulation and additives in them. So whether it's dye or chemicals or acid powders, um, There's a lot of stuff going on there. There's actually over 75 FDA-approved additives for wine, Mm -hmm. but they're never on the label, which is pretty crazy. (laughs) Um, So those are like those mass-produced ones that use a lot of additives, right? So natural wine absolutely does not use any of those additives. But where I think the problem lies is that, and I was kind of talking about this before, a lot of small producers, most small producers, also follow the same processes as natural wine but you know, if they don't taste earthy enough or funky enough, they're not going to be seen as a natural wine mm. to the average consumer. So it's a little bit—it's a little bit confusing. But those are some of the main differences. Um, Did that kind of answer your question? I know that was a lot of. things. its, it's yeah, like no, when you. That's question, yeah. We had that sparkling water yesterday
2: on a photo shoot it was like in the studio we were in and they were sure. like zero calories, zero sugar. I was like, <laughs> it's water. It better be, why, why are you, right? <laughs> you know what I'm well, saying? Well, because sometimes,
1: you have, I, I, get, I get it. I, or it's like, oh, why do we even have to press one? Not saying you. this is what you are saying, but it's like, why do we have to press one for English? It's like, I think it's, it's like, <laughs> at some point somebody was like, I don't know what's in this thing. And so I think that while there are other canned beverages, people are sneaking in sugars, sneaking in flavors. It's just like, oh, I have flavor, but you gotta have flavor. You gotta have the sweetness with it. And I think that that has happened a lot in the past with like Crystal Light or whatever.
3: Yeah. You know,
1: like, and stuff like that. But actually, yeah. <laughs> Even the little packets, little syrup packets and whatnot, because I like sparkling wine. I love sparkling wine. I love sparkling, sorry. I love Sparkling Water, we are talking about. I also love Sparkling wine too. But <laughs> Sparkling Water, I love to put fruit in it, but as soon as someone else does it, and it's like not sc- squoze from the, the thing, it's, it, to me, it goes over towards the White Claw and the High Noons. And I'll crush yeah. the White Claw in the High Noon as well, but there's a, I'm getting drunk from that. I, I want the water, just, I want the water.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hydrating versus getting drunk. It's a very
1: yeah, yeah, man, different like, situation. I'll take the yeah. the medicine taste, but you got to give me intoxication.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me something for it. So I have to ask, what is the best wine, what is the best glass of wine you've ever had?
0: Mm. Oh my gosh. Well, I think that wine is really situational. I think, you know, have you ever been to a winery and you taste a wine there and you absolutely love it? You're enjoying the vineyard views. You're with friends or family. It's like Mm -hmm. the best day ever. And then you bring a bottle home of that same wine and drink it on like a random Tuesday and it doesn't taste the same. Because that's happened to me so many times. Mm -hmm. So for me, wine is really situational and like really tied to my memories and like the setting that I'm in when I'm enjoying it. Mm. Um, so it's hard for me to pick, you know, I have some great like wine memories, but it's hard for me to pick like the best wine that I've ever had. Does that makes sense? Yeah. Um, awesome. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's tough. Um, and then, and then again, like another question that people ask me is like, what's your favorite wine? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, first of all, that's like picking a favorite child. And second of all, I, again, am very situational with wine. So if I'm like at the pool, yeah, maybe Nebbiolo is one of my favorite Mm -hmm. wines, but I'm not going to be drinking a Nebbiolo at the pool, you know? Right. So, and I also love food pairing. So it depends on what I'm cooking. It depends on what I'm eating. Um, it's hard it's hard to narrow it down like that
1: for yeah. me mm. it's a what was your i'll go next but yeah you got to i mean you
2: know this it's that glass it's It's so funny you said it's tied to memory because that's exactly why i'm obsessed it was that glass of vermentino that i had when i was at octopus bar in east atlanta village with my friends and we're still friends to this day and like You know, I didn't know much about wine. I was just getting into it. And my friends are, like, five, six years older than me on average. And so they were, like, bringing me into the fold of, like, being cool or being in the plug or whatever (laughs) it is. Like, and so, and I just remember it tasted like a beach. Like, Mm. and, you know, Octopus Bar, for those who may not know or have never been there, it's, you know, it's giving a hole in the wall, but the food was all especially back then was super elevated and the wine list was amazing. And the cocktails were really amazing. And so, but it was just like grungy and it was like a tent, <laughs> you know, but that was the experience. It was, it was just kind of, and they were open super late. They were open until like, you know, four 3am kind of thing. So it was an industry spot. So they didn't open till 10pm. So people would get off work. And when you actually wanted something a little bit higher level than just going to like a dive bar or something like that, or going to trackside, it's like, let's go down to the store, let's get some actually good food that it, it was definitely a menu curated for people who like were in the industry and it was nerdy and it was it was not for people who were like what do you have your children it was not for those people it Mm -hmm. was for like the people who had to deal with those people yeah yeah. so it got it they just always had such cool stuff and it was always changing and it kind of didn't really make sense but it but you loved it and I just I remember I'd been going there for 10 years after that but like I just remember feeling so cool to be there. And then when that glass of wine came and I tried it just because I had never seen that grape before and I just became obsessed and I think that was like, that was such a defining moment for the type of wine that I drank after that, you know. And it made it very hard to go to college parties, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, so that's the what India wasn't excited. doing it anymore. <laughs> it what it never was, you know. And prior to that, I wasn't really drinking like that, and so yeah. it that's what tur- I think. Those moments slowly kind of turned me into someone who really cared about food and a solo diner because I was like, like, well, don't can't go to frat parties, can't go to like kickbacks and house parties will never have anything good and so I have to go to these places to get what I want and nobody wants to come with me so I'll have to go alone and it's actually not that weird to go alone and the next thing you know that's what you do for fun you know and so Mm -hmm. that was those things were just such a defining moment for me as like like the things that make you you the things that give you your interests and your you know your kind of value systems in a lot of ways. Like it was those moments that really defined
0: that for me. I love that. And now every time you have a glass of vermentino, you probably think about that, right? It gets you every to sit time down and and reflect, which is so
1: cool. All right, sorry, I'll go too. Um, <laughs> yeah, I want to share. i of my. I don't remember. I have a picture of it in my phone somewhere. I don't remember what the bottle was. But I remember the, I remember what, what, what we were doing. It was when I posed. It was like, I, I went and got a bottle. I think it was a red wine. And we ended up forgetting it because I was just so nervous. <laughs> I literally forgot the bottle because I was just so nervous. Uh, even though I knew what she would say, but it was so like, me and you? So, yeah. And <laughs> I remember that bottle I remember we had, Really delicious food that night, and it was the Garden Room in Atlanta.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: they do a lot of they like packed out, and they have like flowers everywhere and greenery everywhere, kind of like from top to bottoms, like little trees in there and whatnot. Really beautiful place. And I remember having the bottle, and I remember having that with the they have those thousand layer uh, fries, it's so like potatoes. So, it's oh, like yeah, the, yeah. The rectangles. And I was like, how do they do that? Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> probably, like a, probably like a mandolin. And then, yeah, you know, chop it like that. And they get together with their, with their aioli. It was so delicious. And I remember having that bottle with that, having to cut like two glasses of wine uh, to help with my nerves and everything. So, that's, I wish like, I could remember what it, I have a picture of it, of the bottle. So I would know what it was, but I remember what it is right now. I know it was a red. It was honestly it was probably a gamier Nebbiolo. I wanted. Yeah.
2: I almost thought it was a Burgundy because yeah, that just sounds like something we would do. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, some something like that. But it was that was probably the best glass of wine, as far as memories and whatever the first glass where I really started to probably my first either Gammae or Nebbiolo, probably gamay when I first had one of those glasses and I was like. Oh shit! Red wine can be like this, right? You know, because used to kind of being a little more like heavy and like full-bodied and tannic, mm-hmm. and rather like yeah, the tannins are kind of like a tart. But when I had the lighter ones, it was like really fruit-forward. I was like, oh shit! I I think I'm getting excited about wine in a new way, and I can see, yeah. I see the, like the possibilities here. And this is really delicious and unctuous almost. Yeah. So yeah stuff, stuff tied in with their, as far as favorite glasses
0: i love that it's that aha moment right i always try to explain that to people when it comes to like food and wine pairing
1: because
0: mm-hmm. there actually is like a science behind it and it just takes that one pairing that you have where you taste the food and then you taste the wine and both of them taste better together and mm. it's just like the best most exciting feeling in the world because you just unlock this world Um. That you just get super excited to explore. So yeah, it's that it's that aha moment that I think everyone deserves to have. I
2: agree. (laughs) (laughs) Lari, is it time?
1: It is time, nisa What's the time for? Bops. Bops.
2: Bangers.
1: Bangers.
2: Or bus.
1: Or bus.
2: I feel like we have to get a theme song. Like we have to get a that little. That is the
1: theme song.
2: That is the theme song. Yeah.
3: That's
1: it. it's live. <laughs> it I love some, it. A little sports music.
2: So we have three rounds. It is air quotes rapid fire. <laughs> um, and we're gonna ask random things that people ironically have strong feelings about tavari would you like to go first yes
1: i will take it away okay nervous again <laughs> just to go over everything banger is a 10 out of 10 a bus is opposite let's get out of here bop is somewhere in the middle okay so lexi boss fingers a bus capri suns that's a
0: good Ooh. one. Ooh, that's a really good one um that's a banger for sure i haven't yeah. had one in like probably 15 years but it's a banger Absolutely, yeah, like the Pacific what is it? the punch flavor, yeah. yes, fruit punch flavor, yeah, that's the
1: they, I'm glad like I think they really get a good marketing to keep it secret What how it looks because when I cut it open it looked like apple juice i was I was like
2: when I cut it open and it, like it? looked yeah. like water, I felt like I found out how the world really was. I felt like
0: yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I feel
0: like I ha- Well, don't they have clear backs now?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: And wasn't there like a, I mean, it's still a banger for me, but there was a situation when there was like mold inside of them, and that's yes. why they had to have the clear back.
1: Probably. I was like, yeah, bro, because this place is dark, it's like the light will kill some of the bacteria, but
2: yeah, oh, yeah, my God. I was like, what? It's I, was, I thought
1: it, it, was it was like was gold fresh. nectar in here. I
3: don't know.
2: <laughs> it was fresh, only mul- only fresh things can mold.
0: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> 100% fruit juice. That that must have been it. Right. <laughs>
2: Bob's fingers are bust sangria.
0: Ooh, that for me is bop. Mm. Um, don't have like a super strong feeling for it. If I'm in Spain, I'm drinking sangria, mm-hmm. but I don't really drink a lot of sangria here, so I would mm. say it's a bop. I feel the same.
1: Cool. Yeah. Palm fingers, or Bus Beach Balls?
0: Okay. How flexible are we with the term beach ball? Because I love a beach volleyball. Yeah. And I love like smash ball. You know the paddle. Yeah. Paddle ball game, but I can't say I've ever like played with a beach ball. So Let's I guess we'll go move. Bob.
1: Let's go Bob. Because I feel the same way. I don't think I've ever really played with it except for one time at a pool somewhere. But yeah, we will we in bringing volleyball and smash ball. Smash ball right. is a, we'll that's cool. it's a little ball and a paddle, and they are playing on yep. the beach and they go like over in the air. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. they're really going at it. I love the people like dive for it. Yeah, 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 that's
3: that's me. That's me. Yeah,
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'll dive for it.
2: (laughs) Bob's thing is a bus sparkling water.
1: Ooh,
0: that's a banger for me. I
1: love a nice sparkling
0: water. Yeah,
1: that's some right here.
0: Oh, nice. So I
3: know how you feel. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah, we, we, we um, yeah, it was an abundance of sparkling water this week, so it was just really nice. We had, we we haven't really been getting a lot lately, but this week we kind of got some more this week, and it was just like, banana from the heavens, yes, yeah
3: <laughs> <I'm just laughs> old,
1: like chugging. I was like, oh my god, I gotta slow down. <laughs> Love it. Okay, Lexi. Or all the marbles. <laughs> <laughs> Bob's fingers with buzz. Board games.
0: Oh my gosh, banger. I love a good board game. I'm so good at Monopoly.
1: Yeah? To the point wow. where like,
0: my closest loved ones refuse to play with me. Because I get so into it and I win every single time. So huge, huge banger for me.
2: She said it with her chest. She Start was like, they don't want that smoke. They don't want that smoke.
1: I will never forget how my world has changed forever when my older cousin from from, from Boston came down here and schooled us, fucked the whole game up, right? Because we, <laughs> we, had, we had honor. Mm. We, <laughs> we, had, we had accountability. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. if you. If you, if I, if, I buy, if I buy this property on this color, no one else would buy those colors. It you know, wasn't this cutthroat. It was just very like, oh, thank you very much. Very gentlemanly. All my brothers and stuff came in there. And my cousin came out and fucked the whole game up. She's not making bathroom deals. She's not putting people together. She's not making deals for immunity. She's like, okay, I'll sell your property back or I won't buy it, but I need immunity over your spot for like two times. Fuck this corrupted the whole game forever. i, I'll wow. never I was really, It's like it was before after lobbying in the in the, in this country. It was really it was really I was like, yo, fuck the game forever. And, went, and, and to keep up. You gotta play by those rules too. So I was
3: right. like <laughs> Yeah. Fuck, hey, you know
1: what I to be the last one out here sitting on Baltic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: hilarious. That's when here. you found out how the world worked. There's insane. always those things. Like, I was like, who oh, hurt you? The, Free Son, the Monopoly game. You're just like, oh, so we're, we're just doing what we want to out here. There's no rules out not, here.
1: Okay. We're unprepared we're, we're for, for her strategy. Like, she ate <laughs> that's a amazing. She ate <laughs> <a lie. laughs>
2: Bob's thing is her bust. And this is going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. I always say it's the last one's going to be a good one.
0: Beaches, oh my gosh, bangers!
2: Yeah,
0: I, you.
3: that's a good one. You Go Are you doubting
0: right
1: me right now? Yes, I'm doubting you right now. So on beaches, that's your final one.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the final one because some okay. people don't want to get in the water. I was scared. Go ahead. Go ahead. I went I, to I, LA, they weren't getting in the water. I was like, Is there something wrong with the water? I'll give
1: you a redo. Go ahead. It gets, I'll, I'll oh my now.
2: gosh. Okay, I cut,
1: other, I cut the other one out. No,
2: <laughs> Bob's bangers or bust? <laughs> now I have to really like dig deep. Now I have to dig. You're creative. D- what? Okay. You're one the most <laughs> creative people I know. It's confident. Bob's bangers or bust?
0: flip-flops flip-flops that's, that's an it. interesting one i think that they i'm so sorry my puppy has found me <laughs> <laughs> um you know they're necessary because i just called a beach a banger and i can't not wear flip-flops beach mm. but mm. i'm not going to be like wearing them to dinner yeah. so i would say that they're about you mm. need them but you don't always want them. Damn. That's deep, <laughs> so deep as the deepest fuck.
1: Yo.
2: <laughs> That's
3: <laughs> <challenging. laughs>
2: the slogan right there. You need them, but you don't always want them. Yeah. Life insurance. <laughs> wow.
0: Orange wine. the red. Wine. <laughs>
1: This is, this is why we play the game. That's I was like, no, we can go, go deep for the last one. It's on Deep in the Beach. beach yeah, sorry, earth. just
2: put in his director hat on. I think you can go deeper.
1: Let's do yeah. another
3: take.
0: <laughs> that a, I mean, that, that was a deep one. I like that
2: one. Well. <laughs> well, Lexi, where can people find
0: you on the internet? Yes, on the internet. So I have a website. It's com. Um, that's where you will find my blog posts and where you can also book a private virtual or in-person wine tasting with me. Um, and I also have information about my wine tasting club, which is basically like a book club, but for virtual wine tasting. Um, so we get together every month and like talk about a different topic when it comes to wine and share some fun facts and maps and we drink wine together and it's a great time. Um, and then on TikTok and Instagram, Lexi's Wine List, and I'll be there.
1: Yeah, you heard it here. Up, yeah,
0: this
1: episode <laughs> is coming out this week. So, anything you want to plug coming up?
0: Um, coming up, nothing specific coming up, but lots of actually lots of fun virtual events for my for my wine tasting club. So make sure you're in the club, um, so that you don't miss out. Because I always um like to feature small production winemakers. So the winemakers actually come on Zoom with us and share about their wines and you can talk to them directly, which is like the best way to learn. Um, so lots of this fun stuff planned for the rest of the year. So make sure you don't miss out.
2: Yay. Yeah. This
0: was so fun. Thanks for yeah. joining us on the podcast, Lexi. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. We'll have to get together and drink wine in person soon. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, live, live goals. I love that. Come hang out we, and drink wine. That's something we get We are to open to
2: yes. LA friends. We're definitely yeah. on yeah. the
1: market. <laughs> I want to be, like, be friends. I love can it. party. I make good, good snacks. I can cook. I got good wine taste. I'm a charming uh, conversationalist when my battery is full. <laughs> the amount of times that we. <laughs>
2: Past like these Venice mansions, having like a party or like clearly something like cool, yeah. and I just be like, if we just walk in, what are they gonna say? Yeah, what?
0: yeah they notice? Like, hey, hey, guys, Some something something like
1: come in dancing like it's
0: right. <laughs> you can't be mad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe we should get the courage. we we'll try one day when we're filling ourselves. We get a yeah,
2: let me know how it yeah. goes. <laughs> like, ginger and carrot founders arrested for trespassing. <laughs> yeah. It's all over.
1: Nah, just say business brokers. Don't put my business on, on, sheet, like, on the
2: <laughs> All press is good press. Yeah, I, I,
1: I saw a brand, though. <laughs> the ship, though. I am wearing though. black instead of much color. <laughs> get a FaceTime one will bro. recognize you <laughs> we're we in right. <laughs> the streets now a little
2: bit of street cred <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: we'll see y'all in the next one <laughs>
0: thank you guys Bye. Bye. Thank y'all so much for listening to this episode and rocking with us. If you really like this episode,